Hello and welcome to The Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. And this is episode eight. And we are here thick into the playoffs. The finals are starting on October 10th. And we are just so thrilled, so excited. Coming off one of the most thrilling victories I've ever seen for my Phoenix Mercury. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, I want to take some time to recap this series, to recap that uh, explosive game five. Freddie, how are you feeling right now? Oh, yeah, I was just saying right before we, we, we hopped on the record here that I feel like you know, almost like this is, this is more earned for me and you, like, first of all, you know, it's our two teams that we've picked to follow or in the finals together. And then also, you know, it's just, we're, we're both kind of like enriched by knowing more about the WNBA now. And I Mm -hmm. think we still have a lot to learn, obviously, but just, yeah, that, that game was like all the more intoxicating. Like, you know, I love uh, Liz Campage. And, you know, it, obviously it's so heartbreaking for, for the Aces, but uh, just an incredible game, uh, you know, like legendary stuff from Diana. Uh, I mean, so, so, I mean, my brain's going in every direction, like the Griner block at the end. Yes. was nuts. Uh, Griner's game was nuts. Um, yes. You know, Asia Wilson was like just out of control good. It, it was just a crazy exciting game it was tight the whole way through and, and a really really good series i thought uh, i agree it was an incredible series i was getting like really scared there in game four because i i have to say like the aces went on a 24 nothing run in the third quarter of game four and i think that was maybe one of the biggest collapses I've ever seen because I, I, I on a, a 24, nothing run in a playoff game of this stature. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was screaming at the TV, like call a timeout and draw a play for Griner in the paint. And let's just keep it moving. Like why is nothing to halt this momentum happening? Like I just, I was floored. And then that was a blowout. And then I went into game five, like quite nervous and it ended up just being one of the most thrilling games ever. And on the aces team, Oh, her name, her full name is escaping me, but young, her last name's young and she was guarding Tarasi. And then they got into Mm -hmm. it at the end of the third quarter. Like they were exchanging words and you know, the classic don't poke the bear thing happened. Oh, that was like, yeah, it cl- literally classically that. Sorry. Yeah, literally just a classic poke the bear moment. And then Diana Taurasi goes off for, I think it was 14 points in that fourth quarter. And really just this whole run by her has been truly phenomenal. I think she is extra motivated by the WNBA 25th anniversary go conversation because they are making an official list and she knows she's in that conversation and she is coming out here and really proving it really really proving it she's really stating her case here in a big big way 100 and, and just looking it up it, it was jackie young 
Jackie um, Young, thank you. They were kind of, you know, on that on that gray shot to. Yeah, she had a big three. Yeah. And then Young and and Tarasi were kind of getting into it. Cam Page comes over. It's like, all right, let's just like chill. And yeah, as soon as Tarasi sat down, it was on. Like, yeah. like the fourth quarter started and she just started hitting incredible shots. Yeah, she hadn't made a three all game. It's and nice. then she started like, hitting threes in the fourth. It was just and then like the, pure the, entertainment. Like, and just looking now, she she went three for nine from three in the game. So, yeah. you know, talk about hitting them when they count. And I, I think like, it's always interesting to be like what motivates great players. And I'm sure Tarasi was motivated by, you know, this goat talk and like, that should be interesting as well. You know, leading into the finals, I think with, with Parker, but absolutely. What's cool to me is that although she's clearly such a hyper motivated person, it's like, there's a tripwire with Tarasi where it's like, you do the wrong thing. I guess I'm just looking for another poke the bear analogy, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's like she went into another gear and became unstoppable. It was wild. Like I thought the aces even like were going punch for punch. Absolutely. You know, they with were. that considered, like I, I would say, you know, if this is a seven game series. I'm curious if, if, if the aces wouldn't win, you know, because like they do seem, they did seem like the better team in my opinion, but that doesn't matter when like a, a legendary player just goes off. I agree. I I do think, you know, player for player, the aces are a better team. I mean, you look at like, I mean, I really fell in love with Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum in this series. Like I thought they were both fantastic. I mean, Kelsey Plum, you know, she's been named like, you know, six man or six player off the bench mm -hmm. this year. Well-deserved. I felt like it's almost unfair that a player like that is coming off the bench for your team. Like totally. it was like when James Harding came off the bench for OKC, like it was nuts Seriously. to have a weapon like that coming off the bench for you, like scoring like 20 points a game. Like that is just wild. Also like very, um, this is just so random of me to say, but they did like a post game interview with Kelsey Plum. And it was like, I guess the first time I've ever really heard her talk. And she has this like really like cool, like New York cool girl kind of accent. Mm. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but to me, I was like, wow, her speaking voice is amazing. Like she I, should do like podcasting or like voices or something like her speaking voice was so cool. So rich. Kelsey it sounds Plum's like I'm hitting people, on her now, but yeah. this is just very <laughs> just a random people, uh, observation on my part. Honestly, Catherine's hitting on you. So hook that up, but also, <laughs> you know, let's like get some branding going here. Let's make sure she's, uh, you know, doing some radio TV ads. Like, yeah, like her voice is just so cool. But Maybe uh, she can advertise the boroughs, but like, no, yeah, 22 points for Kelsey Plum, 22 points for Kelsey Plum, sorry, and Chelsea Gray, and 21 points for uh, Asia Wilson. And that's with Liz Campage like having a double double. So it's like this team, yeah, is they went just for it. disgusting. Like, yeah. yeah, I hope they can kind of keep it together because they made, they made it to the finals last year, and it seems like they you know they deserve more but also you know this is the playoffs so here we are right there's no reason for them to not run this back that would be so foolish of them yeah that would be absolutely yeah that would absolutely be foolish of them i mean in the off season when we keep doing 
episodes, of course, like we'll dive more into like free agency and all that. But I mean, yeah, it would be so crazy for them to not run this team back. I thought with Liz, I saw great improvement between game one and game five mm-hmm. based on her coming back from COVID. Like I thought by game five, she was sprinting way better. There were a lot of times when she was beating Griner on a fast break and yeah, like I thought, you know, she was definitely getting her wind back as the series progressed, but I do think it, it affected them earlier on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I think like it must've had a great impact on her. Yeah. Like, I think like that, that level of conditioning is such a high level Yeah, that, you know, even if you have a mild, you know, or like a medium flu, mm-hmm. that's going to greatly affect your ability to kind of like give extra energy on the court. Like obviously they're athletes and they're, you know, they're getting like electrolytes and all that, all that good stuff, but still it's like your body can only do so much. And I definitely think she improved as the series went along. And like, I felt for the aces is what I'm trying to say. Like I was happy for Phoenix. Obviously it was like, you know, uh, I, I saw Kayla Gray on Twitter tweet out dirty Diana, you know, everyone was mm-hmm. going crazy. I saw you tweet. I was tweeting about Diana too, but like, it's just, it was exciting, but I, I really did feel for the aces. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for the finals. So this is cool. Yeah. It was a heartbreaking loss for them for sure. Asia Wilson like collapsed on the floor. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That was off. sad. They had, she had to be helped off. It's very sad. That's just, I don't know. Like that's what happens in sports yep. when you've got such a great rivalry like that. It's going to come down to the final moments. And uh, honestly, like this might be a little shady on my part. I don't intend it to be, but for that final play, why is it Asia Wilson driving to the basket for a layup? Why is that your final play when you know Griner is going to be right there? You know, it's a drawn up play. I think they did get what they wanted. I don't, it, it didn't appear to be a broken play to me, no, but I was just shocked no. that that was the play. Yeah. You know, I feel like they definitely could have got a, a more open look. Going to the basket generally, I think, is good. But yeah, you have Griner, you know. Um, you got a box, like, like within this drawn-out play, there needs to be a move to box her out way further from the basket. Way further from the basket. Like, like how, if that's your final play to win the whole series and Griner's right there, what are you going to do? Like, I, it just, it didn't make sense to me as a final play. It just, it just didn't. Well, guess what? Agree to agree. I agree with you. I just felt like, I mean, I don't, maybe Freddie, you have um, their shooting percentages, but I just thought Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum Mm -hmm. were having great offensive nights. So was Asia, but it's like, I would have spaced the floor for them to hit a two pointer, a mid range two pointer in their sweet spot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. This is wild. So pretty dead even. Uh, Asia Wilson, 46.7% from the field. Chelsea Gray, 47.1% from the field. Yeah. And Kelsey Plum, also uh, 46.7% from the field. So, so I, think I mean, an yeah. open shot is what we needed. Yeah, we needed an open shot. And I feel like, look, you want, maybe you want, you know, Asia's your star player. You want your star player taking those shots when it counts. So I'm not saying like, don't give her the ball, 
But I'm just saying, like, if that's the play, my God, draw more open play. Because, I mean, it's just phenomenal defense on Phoenix's part. And I saw a few Aces fans crying foul, but I'm sorry, that's a clean block. Like, oh, that's just definitely a clean, a clean that's block. a clean block. And, and a nice block. Like, and a nice block. And and honestly, and, and a nice enough block that it stayed in bounds. Yeah. And, and Griner got the ball. Like yeah, that's like, like an old school, like yeah. Red Auerbach, like, like the ball. I'm sorry, but if that's block. in the, if that's in the middle of the game, Asia's not making that shot. If Griner's right there, like, it's just, it just didn't even, it just didn't make sense to me that that was the play they drew. Um, yeah. I don't know why that was their play. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll hear more about it, but like, I wouldn't be surprised too, if that, like, you know, there's always like different options on a play and like, I, I can't imagine driving on Griner, um, even though that was her only block. I mean, but she's amazing. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I can't believe that would be the like main goal. So it probably is something like she wasn't boxed out enough or maybe Griner made an adjustment, saw Asia coming. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just phenomenal defense on the Mercury's part, really that, yeah. that Griner was right at the basket that she's even available for the block. You know what I mean? Like that's just that's just really good team defense, I think. Speaking of blocks, Diana Taurasi's block on Liz Cambage, damn, massive, massive block. I mean, massive. that is like, I mean, not to get like all up in our stereotypes, you know, or sport uh, cliches, but we already have, you know, poke the bear, blah 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 mm -hmm. blah blah. To me, that's a real who wants it more moment. <laughs> right I, I love it yeah it who is a it sports more. cliche you know class 101 here but that really is a <laughs> who wants it more moment that really was yeah and i think like it, it was it was fun to see yeah you know, i i think a slightly or maybe not slightly but an outmatched team we can both agree in phoenix yeah have someone like diana rise up i i think it's a who wants it more but also like just going pushing but you know past that cliche a little bit like i think who knows when to rev rev up yeah and, and i'm just or... speaking about that play in that moment i'm not right, speaking right. about the aces overall i just meant in that play no but i think like you know there has to be like this this happens like when when incredible teams go up you know head to head sometimes someone just has another gear yeah um and when it's someone like diana who who has done that time in and time out it's kind of like yeah, well, it's not a fluke or something like that. Like it's mm -hmm. she makes winning plays like and watching her like, you know, limp as well. It's like this is just like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some cliche for playing injured, right? Like, sure. Uh, well, but uh, that I can't think of on the spot and shame on me. But uh, well, there's no more <laughs> flu games now that COVID's I know, right? <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, look, like she's 39 years old and I don't think I've ever seen a 39 year old play better basketball ever in my life. Just straight up. Like, this is just really phenomenal stuff from her right now. Yeah. Like I said, I really think she is out here proving her case for that goat spot. And, you know, there's a lot of Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl swoops talk out there as there should be the recency bias could push that over the edge for her. But I think like, look, whether she, you know, has another great game or not, I still think it's well-deserved for her. Like I'm not, there's going to be arguments no matter who it ends up being, 
but I just, wow, this is just really phenomenal. And it's been really, really fun to watch. This series was so fun to watch. finals i don't know if we want to go there or, or maybe we should recap the the sky sun series for a bit yeah l l less exciting but i feel like we we got to touch on it um yeah you know since it's my team too like uh yes i think sorry i feel bad i that was selfish how dare you we spent so much time talking about my team yeah yeah rush through chicago's crazy story where candace came home i see how it is <laughs> Sometimes a series is weird when a team that's heavily, like the heavy favorite just like goes down in a heap, mm -hmm. which was like absolutely not the case in the Aces um, Mercury series. But, you know, the sun fell apart and mm -hmm. the sky got going like at, at the exact right time. Everything's clicking. Um, Kalea Copper, uh, you know, Vandersloot. Um, I don't think, you know, Quigley was like a massive impact in the series, but, you know, she was still good. And and Candace Parker, like, was just incredible. Like, well, I, Vandersloot, I, like, went off. Vandersloot, like, And she know, had triple that amazing double triple and, double. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She went off. Just totally off. Like, and Vandersloot does it in such a kind of, like, uh, relaxed and composed way. And, yeah, there's the double OT game to start the series, which was like, okay, here we go. But then yes. it's like that kind of, you know, the sun punch back once and then there were, you know, close games, but the sky just had an answer every time. And I don't know. I think it's going to be like, yeah, that, that's what I have to say about the series pretty much. So, yeah. well, I, I think one, one thing that I, I, I thought was pretty interesting is how both the sky and the mercury had to do those first initial rounds mm -hmm. right like they didn't get those double buys and i actually think it helped them because it helped them build momentum and it helped them get used to the pressure and all of those things or i feel like you know the sun were on a 14 game winning streak if i remember correctly to end the season and then they had the, this long break and then they have this series and it's like that break, I feel like ultimately maybe hurt them a little. I think so. Like, I feel like there's always that conversation between, um, you know, rest versus rust. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, there's been, you know, a bunch of people, uh, at least for the NBA, have done like dives into the analytics. And I think in general rust, uh, or I mean, rest wins, like it's better to rest. However, back to like, you know, what we were talking about last episode in kind of like having some issues with the with the playoff format, I think with the one offs, it definitely did kind of prep the sky and the mercury to be like just in, you know, pretty like, yeah, they're already in beast fighting mode. form. Yeah, yeah. In beast mode. And like, you know, Tarasi, they, like they, they made a gamble there by not, you know. I guess she was too injured, but pl not playing her in the first, first game. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they advanced and the gambles totally paid off and the sky are, are, are hot. 
And I think, yeah, I do feel for the sun uh, a little bit, a little bit less than the aces because it's like when the sun got punched, they didn't really punch back. Yeah. Uh, Whereas the aces did. And, you know, but I, I I do think, yeah, you're, you're you're bang on. Like they were hot. uh, They had this big rest and then they kind of, they had to face this uh, Chicago sky that was really, you know, in fighting form. Yeah, I, mean, I have to say, there was one point in the season where I didn't even know if the Sky were even going to be in the playoffs. Oh, me too. I mean, they were like, like it was fighting. not looking good earlier on. And I feel like you know, another cliche, they got healthy at the right time. Yep. But it's just true. And they have really went good in Rome, team. you know? Yeah, went in Rome. <laughs> they have really good team chemistry, I feel. And they're a really strong team. Like, I think if they were healthy all year round, they would have been at the top. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. So I, they have caught me by surprise. I did not think they would be this good. I recall early projections would be, they would, they were more like a borderline playoff team, like kind of like mm-hmm. Liberty were. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's all really caught me by surprise for uh, this guy, but I think it's a, it's a great story. Just to rattle off some stats here, you know, Candace in that closeout game was, Seven assists, nine rebounds. Oh dear, uh, seventeen points. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, because I, I know. Well, I, I've like aged, eh? Oh my. Oh dear. Um, uh, Van, I know. Yeah, sorry. We should take a moment to laugh at my oh dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was trying to move on, but I'm like, knowing me, there's probably a, another oh dear or pardon coming, like in the next two minutes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, Vandersloot, 19 points, uh, Clea Copper, 18 points, and uh, Azura Stevens, uh, 11 points. Um, so a pretty well-balanced effort, and they definitely just seem like they're absolutely feeling it at the right time. And uh, it's going to be a really, really strong finals, I think. I think so, too. Um, with that, let's preview the finals and make some picks here. Um, obviously we've been biased all year round. We, uh, I picked the Mercury as my favorite team. Freddie picked the sky. So maybe we'll have some biased picks here. Uh, I'm curious, but what do you think is going to happen in these finals? You know, I'm going to try and not be biased here. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Phoenix like has a lot going on and, you know, there's going to be some Tarasi magic but I do think that, uh, unlike the the teams that Phoenix has faced so far, I think Parker is in a very special place, and and Vandersloot is like totally humming. I think it's going to be tight, but I think uh, I'm picking I'm picking Sky in five, and I'm going Parker for uh, Finals MVP, and I think Ooh. she's she's going to punch back in this like goat talk. Um, I absolutely love that. I think if I take off my bias cap for a minute, the thing that concerns me about the mercury, and this is something we haven't talked about, are their injuries. Yeah. Uh, Kia Nurse is out with a torn ACL, which really sucks for her because that means you miss a year. Totally. So she's going to miss all of next season. Uh, she's not going to play again until May 2023. That's pretty devastating um sophie cunningham's out um they haven't said when she's back i just feel like diana tarasi who's already injured 
And then Brittany Griner in Skylar Diggins Smith is carrying such a heavy load going into this series that it's going to take so much Diana Taurasi magic mm-hmm. to beat this team. And I don't know how much of that magic she is going to have. Like, it's just like, I know it'll happen for a game or a couple games for sure, but I just feel like there's just such a heavy load on those three right now. Go, they only have nine active players. Yeah. And I think like Griner is going to be probably the biggest advantage for either team in the yeah. series. And I think the, the, the center who was also in the three on three tournament for, um, for the sky is a uh, Dolson. I think it's Rachel Dolson who's really strong and like a good screen setter and like a good fundamental big, but Griner is absolutely, you know, just a force out there and like, yeah, can, can do everything basically. Well, and she has to do everything for this team to win. That's the thing. Like Brittany Griner has to do literally everything um for the mercury to have a chance i think the sky they are so good at spacing the ball they're really good outside shooters britney's gonna clog the paint but i do think if their outside shooting is is singing they're gonna be so tough to beat so i actually think it's also going to be sky and five but but i there's this part of me that is leaning towards the Mercury, not just because of my own bias, but because I, it's just hard to picture Diana Taurasi losing. It just is like, I just feel like she's such a winner. Like we said earlier, she's never lost in a finals. She's so determined, you know, I mean, she's playing like it might be her last season. Yeah. I'm not saying it is, but she's putting her body on the line like it doesn't matter. I don't want to bet against her. It just doesn't feel right. It's like betting against LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it kind of, you get to a point where you're like, it doesn't even make sense to bet against this guy. Yes. And I don't think, I mean, he's at a point in his career where he's kind of, I don't want to say breaking down, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, I don't also, know. Also older, like 37, 38. Like he's 36. He'll be 37 later this okay. year. I mean, it feels weird to bet against Candace Parker, too, but Candace Parker has several more years left, even though she's 35. And, and she I has just, lost in the finals. And the, so yes. The fact that Diana is like three for three is like, whoa, that's so scary. I'm still rooting for the Mercury. If I was putting money on it, and I didn't care, like I wasn't emotionally attached. I feel like I would also lean towards the sky, but I just <laughs> lean towards the sky. But mm. I just feel like the homecoming narrative for Candace Parker is special. But I also think what's going on with Diana Trossi right now is really special. Yeah. So shaping up to be a special time. And wait, let, let me just correct myself. Uh, Stephanie Dolson, not Rachel Dolson. And also they have a, <laughs> who's a, Rachel Dolson. Is that another celebrity? I actually think there's a chance that um, that is a, is a nice lady <laughs> that I went to Humber comedy with. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's a, a comedic actor. She's great. Um, but uh, yeah, Stephanie Dolson is their center and uh, also uh, a Stu Nadur fall um, who's, who's their center as well. So they have but, some yeah. options, but I mean, 
you know, just looking at the height, like Dolson's six five, Griner's six nine, six eight. I think so. she's six eight. I also think it's gonna go five games. I will say that it's also gonna go five games. I think the Mercury have home court advantage, but I don't think that matters for them at all. Diana had some of her best games on the road in this. As a betting person, I kind of want to say Sky and Five also, but I feel like I just can't. So yeah. I'm going to, for reasons that are completely illogical, say Mercury and Five. And just for betting's sake, we are. And it's like fun we, for us to have different yes, bets. We should bet on, like, we should, there should be some type of, if anyone has an idea for what me and Catherine should, Ooh, should bet okay. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, DM us, reach out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we got to put something on the line here. Okay, okay. Wow, I hadn't thought of that, but here we are. Okay, right? something, something's got to be on the line. Done, 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 done. Something, I don't know well, what that we'll is. We'll figure though. it out. It's going to be serious, you know? Right. Like, I'm going to make serious? Catherine do the edge walk. Like no harness, <laughs> no harness. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, the edge walk <laughs> is literally a thing on the CN Tower, uh, where you go to the top of the CN Tower and they put you in a harness and you lean back, like almost yeah. as if you're falling off the CN Tower, but you're not. And it's called the edge walk because you're walking around the edge of that upper echelon platform so uh you know views uh <laughs> like imagine that with no harness though scary uh you would be dead without <laughs> <I harness>. know. <laughs> it would be scary um, is what i'm saying that is that is amazing There was some other very um, weird and bizarre news coming out of the Atlanta dream. Uh, it was reported that they won't bring back Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford after a fight that occurred back in May. So mm -hmm. essentially what happened was they were both involved in an altercation uh, back in May. And uh, since then, a video has surfaced. Apparently the video has existed uh, this whole time, but, uh, apparently they are bragging about being in a fight in this video, I guess, according to the Atlanta dream, they were not aware of, and they have decided not to bring either of these players back next season. Um, Freddie, what are your thoughts on this? So first of all, it's, uh, it's really like, I, I did watch the video. Um, okay. 
and it's really disheartening and i think like can I you describe even... the video for us so it's at like a, a food truck outside of a club um it's like one of those phone videos it's very chaotic um it's kind of hard to tell who's doing what i, I recognize courtney williams immediately because of the hair yeah but uh it's very violent uh punches are being thrown oh, wow. um but also it's really hard to discern like what led up to this who knows who exactly it's very chaotic it's a fight like anyone who's seen like a brawl mm -hmm. outside that's what it was and why i say it's like disappointing and you know disheartening i'm not even trying to come from a you know a, a con like condescending any of the of the people involved in this altercation because you know you know i've, I've done a little bit of reading and obviously you know i think the dream and the WNBA are looking into this uh and uh, i'm saying it's disheartening just because clearly that's not something anyone really wants to be caught up in or involved in so i think people will be blamed and uh you know for courtney and for crystal this is like is bad for their careers courtney's also been in other altercations on other teams he has a little bit of a history of this but again i you know i still empathize with 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 her very much and i think what, what i'm trying to say too is like we don't know the full story from some of the reading i've seen is that it, it seems like you know courtney and crystal thought they were going to be jumped when they came outside of a club after some words were said so it's you know th this might be more self-defense than it looks but mm. regardless it's one of those things that just looks ugly and um were they bragging about being in the fight so uh, apparently yeah so apparently uh courtney's uh wife who is is a youtube celebrity her name is glamazon yeah has a big following you know there was some this is where i'm, I'm lost in some of the details here and i don't want to say the wrong thing but i think they they did share the video and you know courtney apologized like you know it was absolutely inappropriate to share but i guess the damage was done and then you know from atlanta's yeah. perspective i have to say i'm i'm always a little bit reticent to be like yeah you know cut ties with these people like just let them go but it is a really bad like even if they did know about it in-house this is a really rough thing to see like it's not a good image it's but again though like you know i'm, I'm just kind of going back and sorry forth image for who image for who you know for the WNBA and for um these players and for the dream like the dream doesn't want to be on this end of news and like you know i guess earlier um, you know, I, I didn't pick up on it, but earlier in the season, uh, there was an issue with uh, with a dream player as well, Chennedy Carter, who was uh, the number fourth uh, number four overall pick in the 2020 draft, also was like put on leave by the team due to you know detrimental conduct, whatever that means. But I think just like a practice altercation, but it's just lots of you know heated stuff going around. I'm wondering if there's a bit of a double standard with you know women getting let go so quickly. So I've brought up a million points here, but it's just overall, it's not a good situation. I think it's the first time on this pod, me and you've had to you know talk about something that's it's, it's not good. Like it's not a conversation that is like uh, about how progressive and amazing the WNBA is. It's uh, it's yeah. A I, I have a lot of I have a lot of strong opinions on this.
And I actually think it's absolutely egregious for the Atlanta dream to let these players go over this incident Uh, straight up. I think it is absolutely egregious. I know the WNBA likes to hold itself on its moral high ground. I think you could suspend a player. I think you can find a player. Um, But to say we're not re-signing these players over this is absolutely messed up, especially when you consider, you know, their NBA counterpart where men are literally accused of sexual assault Mm -hmm. and domestic violence, crimes that are far worse than anything we've ever seen in this video. And they play on. They play on like nothing happened. The NBA stays out of it. Uh, They do not get involved in their personal lives. If they go to trial, they go to trial. If they miss games, they miss games. Rarely happens, as we know. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like to me, if you really wanted to be progressive and if you really wanted to be, quote unquote, like do the right thing, you would talk to them. You would help them with counseling. You would encourage, you know, them to have conversations about like, did you feel like it was resorted that you had to resort to violence in this moment? Do you have a history of resorting to violence? Why is that the case? Like actually help them actually help them because like you said, we don't even know what transpired to lead Mm -hmm. to this fight. So I don't think people just get into fights for no reason. You know, there's always a reason why this behavior is motivated. And I really feel for these players. I hope another team picks them up because this is absolutely stupid. This is so stupid that they would get let go over something like this. It's just a shitty, dumb fight outside of a nightclub. Nobody ended up in a hospital or anything like that. Not to say that fights are okay, but I just Mm -hmm. mean like, Nobody was injured in a significant way or even in a minor way that we even know of. It's so stupid. I'm sorry. Atlanta dream, get off your goddamn high horse and like, let it go. Let it go. Shit happens. Let it go. I can't fathom losing my whole career because something happened outside of a nightclub and I happen to be there and I'm fighting because I'm defending myself or I'm fighting because I even wanted a fight, maybe a suspension, maybe a fine. I'm not saying there shouldn't be any disciplinary action at all, but to lose your whole career over it is fucked. It's fucked. No, very fair points. And just to correct myself, it's a Glamazonte who's a YouTube personality. It's not Glamazon. I, that I believe Glamazon's maybe someone else. Yeah. I believe that's uh, RuPaul. Um, but, uh, Sorry, I said a lot there. I went off, but it was no, just, no. I think I, I, I strong. I very strongly feel that way. No, I think that's it's fair because, like, I feel like for me assessing it is like I'm, I'm. There's almost like a teeter totter. I'm going back and forth with like. To, first of all, I totally agree that you know getting like that for them to lose their careers, I 100% understand. I do feel like parting ways with one particular team does not necessarily mean that your career is well i mean i think it does put it in jeopardy so i think that's very fair but i i do feel like another team could like i mean courtney courtney williams was the leading scorer for the dream so i do think that another team will will grab her for sure and i also feel like I, one thing i'd like to know more about is their 
where their contracts are at. So if this is like not honoring a contract, I think I'm more on the side of being furious with the dream. If this is their free agents and the dream can, you know, decide who they want to resign for whatever. Yeah. But we're, no, we're nowhere community. near free agency right now. Right. So that, that's just kind of them announcing that they're not going to do that. But I'm saying. If and I like, feel like they picked now for the publicity. I think they wanted the publicity. Well, I think the video coming out was a pretty big part of it. Like, yeah, but I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Okay, fair, 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 fair. No, I'll no, take no, that I, back. I, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I think it's, but I think it's a very fair. Because this video has been out for a while, apparently. Yeah, or they've see, known or they've seen it. There's, there's quite a and bit I don't know public, about. I just yeah. hate that. I hate that stuff. I, hate I think still like the the insinuation that there was like, I guess I, I didn't see the video of her, you know, whether it was bragging about her or just reading now that talking about, you know, being outnumbered or there's a lot of detail missing here. And I think a key point uh, I want to agree with you on is the progressive stance is to work through the issues with the players very much. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then, but you know, at the same time, like there's like in pro sports, there's so many like players often aren't resigned for like talent alone. And there's so many kind of weird reasons why teams move on from players. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel stuck there. If that makes sense. Sorry. Stuck. How just stuck in the place of like, you don't necessarily, you don't owe a player a future contract period. So you can decide why you want them on your team or not for a variety of reasons. Sure. So this could be one of those reasons. And it could also not be an isolated incident. It could be an incident where it's like you. Yeah, are that's fair. But that wasn't in, and that wasn't in the point. statements. It's true. The statement was very the much like, we're going the high road, which is like crappy. Yeah. Like there's no like basketball reasons or other reasons listed in these statements because mm -hmm. i agree with you yeah like they are obligated to keep play, like they can have whoever they want on their team but yeah they didn't state that if that's the case and also i want to add like a good point of yours you know when referring to like the the, the men's league so like the, this is something i want to learn about like what does the the players union for the WNBA do in this situation? Is it slander, does the WNBA you know? have a players union is that a stupid it question? does it does yep who okay yeah i haven't heard a statement from them either yeah so i'm I'm very interested for i mean like yeah because the dream has made their statement the WNBA is looking into it so i'm interested for a WNBA statement and also like a players union statement because i think that might help you know color the whole situation and i think you know just talking about the the nba uh for instance and we're both raptors fans and there was a we had terrence davis uh, you know, who was accused of uh, multiple accounts of assault. And there's lots of like feet dragging by the Raptors and the NBA players union, which I think complicated the situation and protected yeah. Terrence Davis. But yeah, I wonder how that plays out in the WNBA. That's definitely something I got to. Yeah. Know, and for the learn. record, like I am not a fan of the way the NBA handles these things. Like no, I'm not yeah. like just, <laughs> just to make that very clear. Uh, I'm not a fan of it at all. I just feel like for all the protecting that athletes get for bad behavior, this is nothing compared to what we have seen so many athletes protected over. That's oh, that's totally. my overarching point. And I do not feel they deserve 
to lose their standing in the WNBA over this. So I hope, you know, if there's bad, bad blood with this team, fine. You know, sometimes players need to go to a new team. They need a fresh start. Maybe these two need a fresh start somewhere else, but I hope they get that. Cause I don't, yeah, think, not that I condone yeah, their behavior, but I don't, I, I don't think they deserve to not be in the league. No. And I, I mean, just as like a principle of the world, I feel like we, we almost never learn something when we just like dispatch it. Like it's yeah. just like fire something into the ocean. It's kind of just like, you're not learning, you know, it's like, there's no, yeah. I mean, I think you made a good point where it's like the progressive thing is learning and forgiving and going forward. Right. Yeah. That would be the, the most progressive thing to do to just quote unquote, cancel somebody. And that's like, you know, a bigger conversation than just the WNBA, of course. But yeah, uh, I just don't believe in it. Like there's a few, you know, there's some people who are monsters who should just be in jail and that's that. But I mean, something like this, like people deserve a chance to redeem themselves and they deserve that chance. Agreed. With that, <laughs> I know. Let's let's move hey, on. We had to go there. We had to go there. It's a big story. We had to story. go there. Uh, with that, let's move on to our badass player of the week. I'm a badass woman. Freddie, uh, who you got? I think. Okay. I, I I thought maybe we'd go like we do our our team favorites here. But mm-hmm. uh, I just feel like I have to go Diana Taurasi. <laughs> I know. It's unanimous. I, I hope you same, do too. Like, same, you know. same. There's no one else. It's Diana Taurasi. Yeah, Absolutely. like a winner is a winner. And like, I, I know that like, yeah, I, I, the sky was very well balanced. And like, maybe you could even argue statistically Griner deserves it more than Taurasi. But like, that was a legendary game and moment. And credit where it's due is all I can say. Absolutely. I mean, we've already said it. She's 39. She had the game where she scored 37 points. I mean, it's just, this is, you know, like we said, these are goat things. These are goat moves and that's just what's happening right now. And it's been incredible to watch. It's just, it has to be one of those unanimous things. It's a unanimous badass player of the week this week. Uh, And with that, let's move on to our last segment. We always do this. It is Freddie's fun question. Maybe one day we'll have a better name for this segment. Yeah, but Freddie, never. never. You know what? Maybe Freddie's fun question. It's the FFQ. Uh, oh, I like that. The, the FFQ. FFQ. It's just maybe that'll just stick, you know? Maybe it should just stick. Uh, Freddie, what do we have this week? And I just got to say shout out to the FLQ, the dangerous movement in Quebec. <laughs> Uh, earlier in the uh, uh, 30 years ago. So. <laughs> More than 30 years ago. Yeah, if you're a very old political junkie in Canada, <laughs> hat tip to you. Um, uh, oh my God. But uh, weird jokes aside, um, <laughs> I'm sticking with the main theme here, uh, which is uh, Diana and and Candace. So so my my silly question, which again is not necessarily silly, but uh, you know Diana, don't poke the bear, fueled by anger. Candace, very much like hometown hero, making the comeback and just going to another level. What would fuel you? Catherine Niker as a WNBA superstar or, or as a, or as a sports superstar, uh, like what, what would I be love, your fuel in your story? 
I love this question so much. It's very, it's a very cool question. Although as I think about it, I kind of have a dark answer. I don't mean to be so dark, but it just kind of is. Because in my own life, I've been fueled by proving my parents wrong. <laughs> I love that. I love this so much. <laughs> like my, like, I don't have like encouraging parents without getting too deep. Let's just, yeah, you yeah. know you know, like I'd come home with like C's on a report card and they were like, all right, like, like they weren't, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So it, it's just for me, I've, yeah, just proving people wrong has always been my thing. Like I would be, I would be fueled by the haters. Let's put it that way. That's uh, I mean, we've seen it before. It's but my haters are hell. literally my dad. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like everybody loves you. It's like, yeah, you're just like, guess what? Some people need to stick it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine. Okay. I always love the leadership that where when people like not necessarily like lift up others when there's kind of this like methodical, like, like I love the LeBron style, like I'm going to enhance everyone around me. Hmm. So I wouldn't, I would want mine to be like, not necessarily. This is much healthier. I mean, already so much. Hey, I got some people pleasing issues, so maybe not, you know, (laughs) Um, but I, I, I think I would love it to be some type of like, community win but also with like not just feel good like overcoming some stuff like Mm. I definitely love the like you know I guess this is also Diana but I I love the like oh they're injured but like they still did it like you know yeah yeah like overcoming circumstances but being but doing it like in, in a way that's like you know lifting up others if that makes sense absolutely Oh, you you have you are a good people pleaser, but I don't want you to have people pleasing uh, issues. You know, you gotta have those boundaries. Yeah. Hey, we we, we got to work through it. You know, I gotta be yeah. We both a little gotta less work FFQ, it. a little more FLQ. You know, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> FLQ for people who don't know, it was a terrorist group based in Quebec. I think back in the 1960s. Yeah, it's a, a very I, old, weird reference. Pardon and when me. I said FFQ for Freddie's fun question, definitely didn't go there in my brain, but you did. And that is how your beautiful mind works. Had to do it, you know. With that, that has been our episode. <laughs> Happy uh, finals, everyone. We're going to watch some amazing basketball in the next coming days. And uh, I can't wait to recap it with you. Uh, shout out to our producer, Jason, who always puts this together for us and the Sonar Network. You can find me on social media at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N on Twitter or Instagram. And Freddie? You can find me uh, on Twitter. I'm F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S. And on Instagram, I'm Freddie Noel Rivas. So um, yeah, check me out. Uh, Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.